This episode is presented by AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. We've talked about this too. The All-Star Game is a little bit about Flash and a little bit about yeah. like, oh, what can you do? AT isn't really that type of player, but she is going to be like, Listen. okay, I'm still going to get a triple-double in an All-Star Game. Like, I'm That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, she didn't got to be flashy. All she got to be is her triple-double self. Exactly. Exactly. This is Queens of the Court. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast produced in partnership with the WNBA. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. Okay, before we get into the notorious gavel drop, we have a listener email from Faith, and I just love this email so much. Faith says, I met Cheryl this weekend at a Dick Sporting Good meet and greet in Baybrook. I love the brief conversation we had. I asked if the gavel <laughs> traveled with her to the meet and greet, but it didn't. I think there should always be a spare gavel nearby. <laughs> I, I love that. Gonna, she goes on I'm going to keep say, that in mind. Right. We got to have like a mini one that we could pack in yeah. our purses. That's what yeah. we need. Okay. She went on to say she loves the podcast and the plethora of topics we cover each episode, especially giving players their flowers and specifically <laughs> Alyssa Thomas. We have to talk about Alyssa Thomas all the time. She's absolutely balling this season. Hope to hear her on the podcast soon or sometimes in the future. Thank you, Faith. We got to have pack a got to pack a little gavel so you can take it to your meet and greets. Faith, <laughs> we heard you and uh, we're on it. We are so on it. But just for you, Faith, court is in session. It's in session. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. that. We'll give a so shout out to. Cute. So cute. Send I us your listener email. emails. They are the best. Please keep doing that. We love them so much. If We're going to say it at the end of the show, but just now. Queens of the court at odyssey.com. Send us an email. We love them Let's so much. It. And I have okay. to tell you, Jordan, that usually people are like, oh, did you bring your gold medal, your championship ring, your something, something. <laughs> that was the first that I got asked if my gavel traveled with me to that appearance. So I it's really I gotta, like gold medal or gavel. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean... I don't know. I think I would ask about the gavel. <laughs> it's it's different. It's different, Faith. It was very different. But I but I have to say, like, she was so warm, so welcoming. And Aww. I love the fact that she was like all about the podcast. And so, Faith, thank you. Thank you for being a fan. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, Faith. Oh, incredible. Okay. So let's get into this episode. We have a lot to cover, um, but we wanted to start with the news that happened over the weekend um, where we we gained a new angel. Um, on Friday, Women's Basketball Hall of Famer Nikki McCray Pinson passed away at the age of 51. She was beloved by not only the WNBA community, but the women's basketball community at large just all of her accomplishments 
that she had. I'm going to go through them really quick and then we're going to talk about her a little bit. Nikki was an All-American point guard for the University of Tennessee, where she played under the legend Pat Summit, two-time Olympic gold medalist in 1996 and 2000. Starting in 1998, she spent four seasons with the Mystics and was chosen for three All-Star games. She also played for the Fever, Mercury, Silver Stars, and the Sky. She retired in 2006, and her 16-year coaching career was incredible as well. She spent nine years as an assistant for Dawn Staley in South Carolina, then was hired as a head coach for Old Dominion University and then the Mississippi State. She recently joined as an assistant for Rutgers program. But those are her stats on the court. Um, Cheryl, you knew her as a woman, as a teammate, as a mother, as a wife. Um, I know that this is as a sister. Yeah. What can you speak to her just about the person that she was? Without getting too emotional. I'm just bawling right now with you reading that. Um, You know, I think the only thing that makes me not be sad in this moment, or at least try not to be sad in this moment, is that that's not who Nikki was. Right. Like Mm -hmm. Nikki was all about life and she always had a big smile on her face. It didn't matter what she was dealing with, what she was going through. It was always about making sure everybody else was okay, Uh, even as a teammate. Right. Playing with her in 96, 2000. uh, We were so young back then and and just and so naive. You know, like we just we were so happy to be present, to to have a space on the 96 Olympic team, in particular the 96 team because of everything we went through for that year, right? We trained together Mm -hmm. for a year and we all had our different battles and issues with Tara Vanderveer, you know? And I just remember like, like Nikki was such a competitor. It didn't really matter if it was against competition or if it was against each other, right? In practices, but she always, had a, a, a smile and a light, her brightness. She walked in a room. It didn't matter if you were in a bad mood. She was going to do something. Even if she didn't mean to do it, she was going to do something that would make you laugh and put a smile on your face. And um, for me, I just, I look at her age. She was so young and, you know, we truly lost. I know we say this a lot, but we, we truly, truly, truly lost um, just a very special person. Um you know, she, hooey, Jesus, just, just yeah. a lot, um, was a great mom. She was a great mom. And, and my heart hurts for everybody that she left behind, in particular, her husband, Thomas, who I got to know uh, when we trained together in 95, 96, such a great guy, uh, a great dad. And and then her, her nine-year-old son, Thomas Jr., um, like my heart hurts for, for them. It just does. Um, there's a, there's a big hole, there's an empty space, but I will say this, Nikki passed away doing exactly what she loved. And that was basketball, right? Mm. Being an assistant at Rutgers, she was always about just helping everybody else. And she loved basketball so much, empowering girls and uplifting women. And, um, my heart hurts, my heart aches. Um, I appreciate you giving me this moment to share, 
um, just a little bit of my story and in relationship with her and she will forever be missed. And as you said, we we lost a a very good human, but Mm -hmm. we gained an angel for sure. Yeah. And just what you said, you know, with her legacy, you you saw over this weekend all of the um her the former players that she's coached mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. her teammates mm-hmm. all of people in women's basketball just saying these beautiful wonderful things about how she has helped them and touched them um yeah especially you just think yeah. of all of the all-stars all of the current players that have gone through you know her coaching career or just have touched her in some way and her legacy will live on through them and through her gold medals and everything that she's accomplished and i hope we continue to celebrate her especially as she was a three-time all-star i hope that there is a special yeah. something at all-star as well um but thank you for sharing that and mm. i i'm sending love to you and everyone her family and we're keeping everyone so close in our hearts as we mourn this loss in the women's basketball community We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about All-Star. Welcome back to Queens of the Court. And we are recording this on Monday, the week of the All-Star game. It is upon us. It is almost here. And over this past weekend, Team Asia, or Team Wilson, sorry, versus Team Stewie, and they picked their teams. There was a draft. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through this because <laughs> my first thought was, okay, it's my teammates and my former teammates versus your teammates and your former teammates. But these are still, these are some good teams. So Team Wilson, starters are Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, which is all with the aces, let me might yeah. I might add. Then we have Aaliyah Boston and Arike Agumbawale. Then for Team Stewart, it's Stewie, BG, Brittany Griner, Jewel Lloyd, Satu Sabli, and Neka Agumbake. Starter versus start. What were just when you saw that draft, do you think they made the right choice? Would do you think there should be a trade? What are your thoughts? Um Um, (laughs) when I saw the teens, Uh I was like, team Wilson is about to go to work. That's what I thought too. I I think it's, it's back to back winning for team Wilson. Yeah. That's that's what I saw as well. That's what I saw as well. Because, and then I try to get in, go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. No, I was just like, because, and then I tried to get in like, like Stewie's mind as to what she was thinking with her picks. Right. And obviously, Mm -hmm. and it's, and and I'm not saying that, that these players aren't good. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm like, Stewie, you left. I, I don't think, I don't think team Stewie has enough scoring. I don't think they have enough punch. I don't think they have enough. Mm. Like I don't think they got enough dog. Yeah, right. Um, I, mm. I look at Team Wilson and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they got they got some stank on that squad too. Mm-hmm. And like the flashiness, 
the yeah, yeah. At everything it is yeah. it's a lot of scoring because we just talked about the starters but then for team wilson coming off the bench you have mm-hmm. Kelsey Plum, who we're going to mm-hmm. talk about later with that 40 mm-hmm. piece. Yeah. Alicia Gray, Alyssa yeah. Thomas, yeah. Cheyenne triple Parker, that, and then three. Dewana Bonner. Sure. She just killed it this past weekend, too. And then Elena Deladon, if she's healthy enough to, to compete, that's still a lot of firepower on one roster. No matter which way you look at it, if oh, it's coming agreed. down to the wire, a bucket is going to be got. Yeah. So so then let's go over Team Stewie reserves. Uh-huh. Well, you got Vandersloot, who I am a huge fan, but Sloot is looking to dish, right? Yes. She, she'll yes. score if she has to. You got Sabrina. You got Ezzy. Ezzy to me is a defender rebounder. She can she can score if she needs to. Mm-hmm. Fee, who's playing really well. Kelsey Mitchell, we know is a bucket, and Kalia Copper. I, I I just I don't know. I don't know. Is it enough? I don't know. Is it going to be it. enough? But it's... That's it. it. Here's the thing. You know it's going to be competitive because Stewie wants to win. Team Wilson won last year. So Stewie wants to win. But um, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's enough fire. Listen, I don't know if it's enough I don't fire. Eat. That's what I'm saying. Because listen, <laughs> bring in, we already know the starters, but I'm like... People, I don't think people are talking enough about Cheyenne Parker, the type of season she's having. Cheyenne mm-hmm. Parker is a beast, right? Like yeah. she can defend, she can score, she can rebound. Like, and then and then you add AT to that. And I, I don't know. I didn't even talk about Kelsey and Alicia. I, just, I know. And for AT, it's so interesting because you, we've talked about this too. The All-Star game is a little bit about flash and a little bit about yeah. like, Oh, what can you do? AT isn't really that type of player, but she is going to be like, Listen. okay, I'm still going to get a triple double in an all-star game. Like, I'm That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, she ain't got to be flashy. All she got to be is her triple double self. Exactly. Exactly. And it's consistent Girl. with it. Woo! If she, Listen, and I, I should know this, but I don't. Has there been a triple double in an all-star game? Oh, we might have to get a fact check on that. I wonder if there has been. I don't know. Our producer Alex remember. is on it. Our producer remember, Alex but, uh, is on it because yeah, we shall it, see. If there's a first triple double up for grabs, I would bet my money that it's going to go to Alyssa Thomas. Yes, I'll um, take that bet. Yeah. A tweet from Elena Deladon, which was hilarious after the draft happened. She <laughs> said. Is there a prize for being picked last? <laughs> and you it know what's funny? Said... Yeah, go ahead. No, so I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't home, so I didn't watch it. I just went and saw the teams when it was posted on social media. So then I saw this tweet from Elena. And for real, I was like, uh, well, who is she talking about? <laughs> I had no That's idea she hurt. was talking about her. Right? I was like, who's she talking about? And here's the crazy thing. Somebody has to be picked last. Right. But in Somebody. my mind, I was like, I was like, well, she's not talking about herself. So who's she talking about? And then I went and saw it. I was like dying. Hilarious. <laughs> but you know, it's so funny. This is a quick little NBA uh, sidestep here. But one of the comments of her tweet was like, 
ask Jokic. He was picked last in the All-Star <laughs> game. I know. And he won the championship in the finals MVP. So, sometimes. Was she doing a little shade, though? You may, shade? Maybe, maybe some luck is in her favor. But after missing two games with an ankle sprain, Deladon did return. She played a little bit in Sunday's game against the Connecticut Sun, but she re-injured that same ankle in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. She limped off. So I feel like I was more confident when I saw her on the court that she would play in the All-Star game. But seeing her re-injure, re-injure? the same ankle, ugh. So I, I think her status is a little bit up in the air. We talked about it last week, but if there yeah. is a reserve, it's up to Commissioner Kathy Engelbert to pick a, a, a replacement. So, Well, I'm we'll going to put this goes. out here now. If there is a reserve... <laughs> And I'm saying social media is wild. Mm-hmm. Ryan Howard. I'm just putting that name out there because some somebody tweeted the other day. Um, why isn't Ryan Howard an all-star? And I don't know who commented or who didn't. Then Ryan came back and said, well, is anybody going to answer her? Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible tweet. I was like, all I right, mean- then. Alrighty, she's then. like i am going to send uh the commissioner that muffin basket to make sure she <laughs> she picks me but she doesn't need to because she's getting buckets and like we talked yes, about all these 40 point games that have happened she is the only one that has scored 40 and is not an all-star and that's that's kind of crazy that's that kind of crazy. crazy yeah so yeah. if you're gonna look if you're gonna come to a short list um she she can be on there she's at the top of that short list yeah but i do want to ask you one quick question because this is this draft style for the Mm all-star is fairly new yeah in your day it was east versus west right Mm-hmm. There was no draft, none of that. There was no draft. Do you like that? Would you have wished there was a draft? I don't think so. Mm-mm. And, and uh, since we're having this conversation, I'll tell you why. Please. Because, listen, during the season, you're playing against each other, right? Like, I don't want to be your friend come All-Star game. Oh. <laughs> so, like, don't put me in a position to where I got a draft. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Okay, so you're meaning for the captains. Like you're you're against me all year long. Now when it comes to me, yeah, you like, sending me texts, make sure to pick me up on your team, make sure like, to draft no, me. Boo. Okay. Mm-hmm. We it. don't rock like that. Like you came for my throat and my head during the season, and now we gotta be teammates. Because if I'm a captain and just I'm just saying, if that player, like an ADD, right? If that player is the last player. I got to draft her. Like, if it's my pick, I got to draft her. Mm-hmm. Don't put me in that position. No. Because then I'm just going to say, well, can we just play with nine players? I don't want to. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm a terrible decision. Like, I can't make decisions. I can't make a fast. I would have been, like, sweating bullets. You saw Stewie. She had the sunglasses on. She was... I, well, it's a lot of and you know why? Also, because... Like, not so much your teammate, but the other side of that is if you're a reserve and in your mind you're like, oh, well, I know Stewie's about to draft me or I know Age is going to draft me and that doesn't happen, 
now, now after All Star Game, and you start you regular season, right? You're like, oh no, she ain't draft me. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your head. We might have to keep track of that. What? Who's dropping thirty points on the team <laughs> <laughs> on Stewie or Asia because they didn't right. draft them in the All Star Game? Right. Oh I think gosh. here's what I think the draft does. I think the draft. I think it makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Right, because the All Star Game is supposed to be fun, but there is a point when the All Star Game gets serious. Serious, yeah. And oh yeah, because so, it's bragging mm-hmm. rights all day. Yeah, that's what an All Star Game glad, is about. I'm glad we didn't have the draft. I didn't want. Yeah, that. no. Yeah, okay, no. that's fair. So we got the fact check. There have been no triple doubles in a WNBA All Star Game. In fact, only eleven players have recorded double doubles. In the All-Star game. John Quill Jones leads the way with three. Three times she got a double-double, but zero triple-doubles. Zero triple-doubles. I think it's up for grabs. AT, go get it. Go get it, (laughs) AT. Go get it. Uh, One last note that I have to say, because this is what Brittany Griner, recently she joked with reporters, and I thought this was hilarious, but... The joke didn't land. She said, I hope my numbers are are better than last year's All-Star game. And the media froze because Griner was, she was laughing and she was joking about how she was an honorary All-Star last year (laughs) while being detained in Russia. And she is so lighthearted, brings fun and laughter to every scenario. But the media was like, "Uh, do we laugh? Are you serious? What do we? What do we do here? But yes, she is talking that, about listen, her being an honorary all-star. That's funny. I, that like not funny. the si- not the situation, but that's fun. And the fact that she's the one that brought it up. Comedic that's funny. timing. Yeah, ten BG. out of ten. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's hilarious. So I'm expecting BG to go off. Of course, last year everyone you know, turn their jerseys to number 42 at halftime. BG was on everybody's mind and hearts. So now for her to be playing and having an incredible season so far this year, that is really, that's hilarious. So that's funny. uh, Classic, classic BG. I like it. All right. Let's whip it around. Some other news items that we can talk about. There was a close game. Against the Dallas Wings versus the Aces. Went down to the wire. And the Wings pulled it out. How about that? 80, 78 handed Aces their second, only their second L of the season. But still, if you're the Wings, you have to have so much confidence right now. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, they are the team right now. Mm -hmm. They are the team that everyone is trying to beat. And no, it wasn't championship, but the fact that you were able. So I, I thought the game, I don't know, the, the, the game before when the Wings yeah. played the Aces and they lost. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that game in itself was like the, the, the Wings could, could win. The Wings could beat them. So yeah. that Friday when they came, went back home and played, I was like, the Aces better bring it. The Wings are playing with so much confidence right now. And for them to be able to come out and pull that win out, like that that's the team you gotta beat. Mm -hmm. I think if you if you're wanting to win a championship, you always have to dethrone the reigning champions. And Mm -hmm. the aces are that. 
And for me as a player, I don't care what time of the season it is, when it is, if we come out and and play well and we're able to beat the top team, like all that does is gives you confidence knowing yeah. that we've beaten them once. So if it comes down to it and we meet up with them again, we know that they're beatable and we know that we can beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. That was, that a, good was a good one. And they're so evenly, they they were very evenly matched. I think so too. Kind of like position, posi- you know, Tierra McCowan is able to hold it inside. You know, Asia Wilson's still going to do Asia Wilson things, but yeah. that's a good matchup. You have Chelsea Gray against Arike. Then you have a slasher and Satu with Jackie Young. Like they have those, mm-hmm. those matchups. And you saw the aces go on runs throughout the game. And I think what really showed the growth in Dallas was that they didn't fold. They came mm-hmm. back. They pushed yes. back. And they came and especially with their for own a, for a young team, mm-hmm. right? Because usually young teams, which is what we see in, I think in in Indiana, right? Not not having that veteran leadership overall to say, guys, listen, we're going to win and pull it out. Like Dallas, they're they're young, so for them to be able to hold on and come back and win that game says a lot about their growth. Correct me if I'm wrong because I don't have it in front of me. Did did Satu have an okay game? It was like, just I didn't, okay. Yeah, like I didn't think she had a, a typical Satu game. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is that they were still able to beat Dallas with her having a subpar performance. Yeah, they were able to beat the Aces. Yeah, the Aces. Yeah, yeah. with her having a yes. subpar performance. Yes, I agree. She had 10 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. She has been doing that and halves mm-hmm. for most of mm-hmm. <laughs> most of mm-hmm. the season. So yeah, that's big. Arike had 21. Crystal Dangerfield had 14. And uh Natasha Howard 16. Tierra McCower 14 and 12. She had a double double. But it was a very balanced effort. It wasn't Arike having to score 40 and everybody else trying to to you know pick up the pieces it was a balanced effort I think that's what it takes to beat the aces because you can't do it by yourself no no (laughs) doubt well shout out to the wings yeah good good for them okay some other news that really set the twitter world and all women's basketball world on fire is there's a new league that's going to be popping up it's called Unrivaled, and Nafisa Collier and Brianna Stewart founded this. It's a 3x3 league, and they're going to be playing one-on-one, which I'm really excited about. Kind of like um, Queen of the Court, you know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Had to drop that in there. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I was kind of shocked at this news, especially kind of dropping around all-star mid-season about uh, a new league that WNBA players are going to play in to make sure that they can stay in the States during their off season. What were your, what was your initial reaction? Oh, a lot. My first thing was great. Right. Yes. Because for, for me, I'm all about giving women more opportunity, more visibility, more opportunity. If you don't want to go play abroad, you don't have to. That was my first thought. Then my second thought was, 
I need to know more. Yes. Right? Like, how is this going to happen? How is it going to work? How is it going to be possible? My third thought was, okay, um, Unrivaled, Athletes Unlimited, will they compete? What like I I just have a lot of unanswered questions mm-hmm. that that will not allow me to get too overly excited until I know more about the layout, the process. Are the are these going to be current WNBA players? And are you trying to get the top WNBA players to play? And I don't know. There's just a lot of questions I have. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But but I but my first. The first thing when I saw it, I was like, honestly, I was like, damn, good for them. Good for them. Oh, yeah. Good for us. We need it. Yes. I'm always. Now I need questions answered. Yeah. Now we we need some answers. But I'm (laughs) always about options. If Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. as a WNBA player, sometimes it feel like they don't have a lot of options. You have to do this and you have to do this in order to make a living. And now if you can sit back and say, okay, do I want to go play overseas? Do I want to do Unrivaled? Do I want to do athletes? Like if you feel like you have options, that feels like so much progress (laughs) for us. Yeah, for sure. And and to make sure that it's not just this linear path and you have to do this. So that's what I got excited about. I also have a lot of questions and I also want to, you know, I love 3x3. I'm a play-by-play for FIBA 3x3 and you've seen so many players like Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum, Alicia Gray win gold medals in 3x3. That is mm-hmm. so high fast pace, high intensity and it helps your game so much. You see the jump into taking somebody one-on-one when they play 3x3 versus 5 on 5 and it's yeah. fun to watch too. No, it so, is. It's a lot of fun. It's fast yeah. paced. And so in saying that, when when I say I have a lot of, of of questions, to me 3x3 is more about guard play mm. than it is like post play. But mm-hmm. granted, the game is going to more positionless basketball, but when I yes. think about it, I, I look at it and say, well, there are some really good bigs that may miss out on this opportunbecause it is. 3x3 is it's fast paced. It's yeah. shoot re- like not saying that bigs can't play in it, but I just there's just so many questions I have, but but it still excites me to know that there is as you said, just opportunities and choices. Mm-hmm. You can decide, you can decide. I'm going to go overseas. No, I'm going to stay here and play in Athletes Unlimited. No, I'm going to stay here and play in Unrivaled. Mm-hmm. Or depending on the season, the time, maybe you do Unrivaled and then you do AU or, you know, like, listen, I would, go get I would your not bag. be surprised. Yeah, I would not be surprised if we see a mix of all three. If somebody's yeah. just dipping into all of them, but you can, you have that option to do that, which makes it fun. And I think it's, I remember Nafisa tweeting uh, around this announcement. She's like, it's about entertainment. It's like, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking like big three a little bit, you know, what Ice Cube has done where it's like a four point shot and it's like entertainment and exciting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a different opportunity for for the top players because it seems like they've made it clear. This is like for the yeah. top 30 players and this yeah. is who we want. And then we're going to have bragging rights with one-on-one like – 
I think that is so fun. So I'm I excited. About I love it. That. I love it. I do. I love I'm, that. I'm really excited about that. And then it's going to be in Miami. I, I think that that's a part of it, too, of it being in a place where a W team is not currently mm-hmm. to be able to mm-hmm. see what is that crowd like? You know, Miami, the hoop scene is incredible. So to bring the women's basketball scene there and then everyone's like, OK, we got a little taste of that. Can we have a W team? We want it. We want the W team back or all of these things. So I think that was very calculated and smart on their part as well. Love it. I love it. Love it. Don't, don't forget about Houston. Come bring bring on rival. Bring a team to Houston. <laughs> I will. I, you know, I'm I mean, always you, advocating for H-Town. You know, you said, is it only for current players? That made it seem like you wanted to maybe hint. No, no. Okay. No. Right. I, I was not hinting. Sure. Was not hinting. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that straight in case you thought I was hinting. I was not hinting. <laughs> All right. Just... I will, be the, I will be the biggest fan, <laughs> the biggest cheerleader, Jordan. Sad ass, Kate. I'm here to ask the questions. That's what I do. Oh, um, okay, the last thing in this new segment that um, we have to talk about because, yeah, it happened. Um, Sabrina Inescu is the cover of NBA 2K, one of the covers of NBA 2K. And it was a lot of conversations and discourse around this choice that was made by 2K. And here's my stance on it. Then I I want to hear your thoughts, Cheryl. Here's my stance. I don't want it to take away from Sabrina. I don't want to say that she's not good or anything like that. She is a great player. She is a top player in the WNBA. No one is saying that she is a bad basketball player. But I think from the history of these NBA 2K covers, it really is the player of the moment. Who represents the WNBA right now? And to me, that is not Sabrina Inescu. To me, that is Asia Wilson. You're coming off of a championship run, a two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, and you get overlooked in something that says this is the person of the moment. And it 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 just doesn't match up. It's not saying that Sabrina is is not deserving of this, but the timing it doesn't. It seems um, premature. She's going to have a great long career, but it seems premature to have her on this type of honor and pedestal of of a cover of a video game. That I don't know if her accolades have that she's deserved it right now. That is my soapbox, and I am stepping down. <sighs> I get so tired of having these types of discussions. Yeah. But draining. we have to continue to have these types of discussions so that we will eventually be heard. So let me start first by you saying you don't know if Sabrina's accolades warrant her this cover. What are her accolades as a pro? 
um, two-time All-Star, I believe leader in assists for the Liberty franchise. That that's all that's all I got right now. Yeah, and Number you know, and, and I'm really, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be like a smart ass right now. I'm, I'm, I'm asking that because I'm trying. I want to try and make my point. Um, to me, some things you gotta earn, mm-hmm. right? And to be on the cover of 2K to me is an honor and a privilege that you have to earn. That's on NBA side. That's on WNBA side. Because I can go all the way back and say, oh, if, is this what we're doing now? So then let's go get some legends and put legends on the cover. If this is mm-hmm. what we're doing. To your point, I just love the game. I love talent. I love competitiveness. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're brown, yellow, green, orange. I don't care. I care if you're good. I care if you've put the time in to deserve these types of things. So to your point, it ain't Sabrina's fault. It's totally right? not. <laughs> yeah. Sabrina, I don't think Sabrina called up 2K and said, hey, put me on the cover. Right? I'm I'm speaking to those who are making these decisions. Like, I need you to do better and be better. Asia Wilson. Like. I ask you what, what Sabrina's accolades were and you named two, right? I, I can't even sit here and name all of Asia's because there's so many. Yeah. She got a statue. So here's the thing, Jordan. <laughs> like, I don't I don't want to bring, like, race into this, but here, here, just hear me out for a second. So we've had Sue Bird on the cover, right? We've had Diana Taurasi on the cover. They were on the cover together. Together. Correct? Mm-hmm. Very deserving. The two of them, very deserving, right? You put them on together, probably should have done them separately. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be mad if that would have happened. So that happened. Now it's Sabrina. I watched Sabrina play. I think Sabrina has a lot of potential. I don't don't think Sabrina has done what people thought she would do in the league. But she, but it's but she's young. She's been in the league what three years now? Three years. <sighs> in in a league that is, I'll say eighty percent black women. You've had Sue. You've had Diana. Now Sabrina. Are you telling me that there has not been one black female WNBA player? that is deserving to be on the cover of 2K. Well, I'll say this. Candace Parker was the first cover. She she was. You're right. Candace was there. Candace, My bad. Candace. No, no, you're fine because I think you're still making the right point in the sense that Candace Parker, Diana Taurasi, and Sue Bird, look deserving. at those careers. <laughs> like, look at what they have done. And then Sabrina Inescu, and it is not her fault. She's getting a no, lot of heat. But listen, she is making so much sense. heat. She is. And that's why I said it ain't her fault. It ain't her fault. You know what? It, it ain't her fault that she has a signature shoe. No. I'm, I'm bringing all this up because, like, just make it make sense. 
it's the decision makers because if you are if you are not if you don't know the league and we've had this conversation with the coverage of different players so if you don't know and you don't watch you don't even go to wmba.com and look at the stats if you don't do the bare minimum of legwork to see who is even excelling in the league statistically and you just say well I, who has the most highlights on ESPN? Oh, okay, yeah. they're getting this many likes. We're going to put Sabrina on our cover. And That's that is... Make it make sense. That is the decision makers in these big time decision making jobs that have to say, okay, let's bring in some people who actually know the league, who would sell, who is the most popular, who's on the face of the commercial. It's Asia mm-hmm. Wilson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she who, is the who moment. Just, who just won an ESPY for best WNBA player? Come on now. That was Asia Wilson. Come on. Come on. And so, right. like, put Stewie on before <laughs> Sabrina. No. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of players. I, I and, just. And the last thing, the Kobe element of it has been brought up. Jewel Lloyd is uh, leading the league and they call her the Golden Mamba. Mm. So mm. that's also an option. Mm. Just throwing out options. Um, I just it's going to be great. I just, had, I just had to have a little gavel drop. A little gavel drop. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sabrina is an incredible basketball player and all of the discourse around this, all of the conversations I think are healthy. Um, and we have to do better. We do. When can, we I, can, I read, can I read this tweet by Lindsay Gibbs? Yes. Please. Since we're talking about it. So Lindsay says the Sabrina story is such a case study on framing kind of to your point. Mm-hmm. She's really good and it's fun and it's fun watching her grow. And if she was treated as such by the media would be fine. But framing her as the face slash savior of women's basketball is just so, so off putting so off-putting, it's hard to stomach. And that's how we all feel. Very well said. Very well said. My girl, Lindsay. Mm. Okay. But I just want to end on what I said. It ain't Sabrina's fault. Yes. Let's, and, and I'm saying that because I, I think we need to remember that Sabrina ain't the one making those decisions. Yes. Yes. That is a great point. All right, we need to take a lap, take a walk around the block. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. (laughs) All right, welcome back. We've uh, took our walk. We drank some water. <laughs> I had some little stronger than water. No, not really. <laughs> Woo! But we're back now. We're oh, collected. It man. is the flower segment, one of our lovely, lovely segments I love so much. And the flowers this week, it has to be a continuation kind of of the 40 pieces that have been fallen from the sky everywhere throughout the WNBA. But Kelsey Plum's 40 piece over the links over the weekend. 
I mean, it, it hits different because the efficiency is out of this world. 77% from the field, Cheryl. Highest field goal percentage in a 40-point game in league history. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy. Wild. Yeah. 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 Kelsey what? was get Kelsey was getting it in. She was shooting that thing. Oh efficiently. Efficiently. God. Not just shooting it. She was efficiently shooting it. That is that is Yeah, plum I dog. I can't. 14 of 18 from the field, and she was six for nine from three. Like made it look eat like the links were cones out there. She was just like in <laughs> shooting practice. Yeah, which, you know, I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask this question. First of all, this was the seventh 40-point game this year by a player mm-hmm. this year, right? Mm-hmm. It took, I'm reading this, it says it took 10 seasons of WNBA play to get seven 40-point games total. My question is this, have the players just gotten better offensively or is there just not any defense being played? It's my favorite question. You know, (laughs) I want to believe that the offense has just skyrocketed and everyone is so much better than before. But I don't know if that's right. I think that it is definitely switching to offensive minded. Mm. Um, Sometimes players can be in uh, energy saving mode on defense. Like, okay, okay, let me get the rock and go the other way. And I feel like players, I think it does take in in, a certain type of player to recognize that and then score 40 because then everybody would get in 40. Mm -hmm. That's not Mm -hmm. the case. Mm -hmm. So it's a special type of player to say, okay, I see what you're doing. You're playing me this way, or you don't really want to play defense today. Here's a 40 piece. Here's a 45 piece. Here's a four. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm probably there with you. I I will also say this. Um, I, I think there's some really, really, really good defenders in the league. I think there are better offensive players mm-hmm. than defensive players. Defense takes effort. Defense takes heart. Defense takes want to. Defense takes discipline. Not not to say offense doesn't take those things, but I think I think the players, especially today, spend way more time working on their offensive game and how can I get my shot off and like people don't pe- in in the off season, people don't go to the gym saying, "Let me work on my defense." Yeah, that's <laughs> no. That's I mean, they don't. True. They don't. It's very true. I know I wasn't one of those players. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm tired. But, you know, I took. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. But I know for me in the off season when I went and played, listen, I'm giving a shout out to Fondy because Fondy in H-Town is the place to be. I was like, all right, you're probably going to go by me a few times, but you're going to make me better defensively. Because mm-hmm. my mindset was, especially playing against guys, right? Like like a Mucci Norris, a Katino Mobley, like 
my mindset was if I can guard you or at least keep you in front of me as a guy, like there's not one chick that's going to blow by me. Not mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I just took that pride in, in my defense. And at the same time, offensively going against guys and them guarding me, I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get my shot off. Cause you're bigger than me, stronger than me, quicker than me. You can jump higher than me. So I, I tried to consciously focus on both sides of the ball offensively and defensively, but I just, I don't, I don't really think players think like that very much anymore. It's and like it's, one or the other. Yeah. And to your point too, because if, if Kelsey Plum is sitting at 22 points, who's that defensive stopper that's going to say, okay, you're not getting any more. That you part. know, I don't, I don't know that if there's part. that gear that, part. that gets kicked in for oh, a yeah. lot of players too. Like you're not about to drop 40 on oh, no. me. So no. let me lock you up, you know? 40, no, because once you got 22, my goal is, all right, I'm going to give you three more points and let you get 25, but you ain't, mm-mm, you can't have 26, 27. <laughs> not like, on me. You're right. Like when does the pride kick in of, dang, like she, yeah. <laughs> she about to give us a 40 piece. And then on the flip side, and it's Kelsey Plum who has dropped fifty-seven in uh in the Pac-12 for the Washington Huskies. So she's she's a bucket. She was the leading scorer for all of NCAA. She is so, a bucket. So there's yeah. that part too. <laughs> she is. She is a bucket. So shout out to you, KP. Shout out to you, KP. Getting it 40 done. Piece. Forty piece. Another yeah. flower segment. BG. Threw it down. Stop it. First dunk of the season. And uh, it was pretty. Listen, I liked it. Listen, no, she she ain't, she didn't just throw it down. Like, I, it was the Sparks they play, right? Yep. I don't know, because I couldn't really tell. I don't know who the player was. I don't know who the player was that yep. thought she was going to block her shot. Like you, you low key got dunked on. I've been waiting for this moment. Usually it's fast breaks or nobody's yeah. around. It was in a half court set. It was a half court set and somebody mm. was, somebody jumped with her. Yeah. yeah. So I, like, I, don't, I really don't know who it was, but yeah. Like that was there. real. That was real. I that was, was like, oh. That was a little like, bit of a tap the top of your head. Right? Just like, I, didn't, I didn't know if I was more like, okay, BG, because I expected that right at some point. I didn't know if yeah. I was if it was more like, okay, BG, or if it was more like, oh, don't jump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it takes a second too, because you don't know, is she and you saw the defender, <laughs> she like jumped up and then and she then turned her body. <laughs> She was like, oh, I ain't going to be on sports center this way. You ain't going to have me like this. It was almost like she had an epiphany or something. Or she was just like, what are you doing? Why? Why would you even attempt to jump? I'm like, listen, just stay on your man. Don't even be in help side. No, 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 no. No. I'm not helping. I saw the lob pass go up and I am saying, oh, is that my help? Dang, I forgot. Sorry, coach. Take me out, coach. Sorry. Girl, and sure good. enough, it was the the 10th spot in the Sports Center top 10. So that defender good. knew it would have been that second spot if she would have put her hand up. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good. Shout out Shout to Shout out BG. BG. 
Love that. Love that. Expect more from that in the All-Star game as well. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. All right, well, speaking of, reminder that the WNBA All-Star game will be played at Michelob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas on Saturday, July 15th, with the game airing on ABC, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be good. It's going to be it's real gonna good. Be, it's it's going to be, be real good. I'm so, Real good. I'm, so I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about all the festivities. The skills. Who's going to win the skills competition? Did they who release the the? No. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's not even say who's going to win because I don't know who's in it. I don't know who's in it. Who do you, I, give me one player that you think should be in it. I feel like Arike should be in it or Jewel. I feel like they would just one Jordan. You don't get two. Oh. Just one. <sighs> Dang it! You got to save okay. one for me. Okay, I'm going to go with Jewel. Joel Lloyd. You're going with Joel. I hope she's in it, and I think she would win. Okay. Um. This is like really. I don't know. I'm. I'm rolling with Courtney Vandersloot. Oh, that's a good one. Classic. Especially she got to hold it down. She got to hold. Wow. If she's if she says yes to it. Yeah. Allie Quigley. Yeah. Not in the three point competition for the first time in forever. She has yeah. to hold it down for their marriage sake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, I'll give you two because I have one more. You want okay. Arike and Jewel? Yes, I do. Okay. I got to go with uh, the point guard, Chelsea Gray, too. Okay, I'm, rolling, I'm rolling with the two PGs. Okay. That's a, that's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. Monica yeah. McNutt said if for the three-point competition, she wants to see Dewana Bonner. In the hold it down In the competition and possibly taking it home for mm. the not-so-guard. You know, she's kind of a forward mm-hmm. guard, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she thinks she could do it. And I was like, I, I would like that. That would be fun. I would like to see it. Yeah. I would like well, to we'll, see it. We'll see when the list comes out because I know it's going to be – it's Vegas. The stars are going to be out. So yeah. it's it's going to be a good, good time. Good time. All right. That's it I'm for fun. us. So much fun. Please continue to follow, rate, and review the show. It's available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also send us questions or feedback. We love our listener emails. Our email address is queensofthecourt at odyssey.com. Plus, y'all know you can always find us on social media. I am at airswoops22 and Jordan is at Hey Jordan R. <laughs> Queens of the Court is an Odyssey original created in partnership with the WNBA. The show is produced by Alex Ozzie. The executive producer is Lena Moss Glazer. Social media assistance from Isabella Apple. Imaging from T Storm Battle. Court. And court is a jerk. Is a jerk. Oh yeah.